I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh my gosh, I am so exhausted here. I, I'm actually so scared too. I'm uh, like, I, I feel like I've seen something in the woods, something that kind of freaks me out. I don't even know what day this is, to be completely honest. It is Friday the 13th, baby. It is Friday the 13th. What? what? Ah. Watch out Sorry. now. Wow. Okay, we are going to talk about some smashing stuff today as usual, including, you know, deep topics. And I finally had my own, my first pumpkin spice mocha of the year. Mine, my own, my precious. Okay, we can rock it. (laughs) You know, I, I, I just now registered that laugh that came through. It's the real Brian show and the Night Fox decided to go to Vegas. How dare he? little jerk uh and so today with me making the show even better because i alone i'm just not capable of making the show that great so i've got somebody who makes the show even better with me lee steven welcome to the show okay first off what did you drink a pumpkin what you know pumpkin spice mocha man but i made it myself that doesn't doesn't, doesn't matter it doesn't count that's a that's a girl coffee what girl coffee what i'm gonna call it if you're a man you drink coffee out the pot you just brew a, you know what? Maxwell House makes a fine, delicate coffee called oh, breakfast blend. No. And it is no. stupendous. No. Right out no. the pot. Put a little bit of no. a half and half, a little flavor if you want to. Make a little cafe au lait. <sighs> it's pumpkin spice. I don't think I can, you know, have anything to do with you anymore because this uh, this whole little, you know, Maxwell House thing, you, you kind of just, you know. No, no, no. Well, well I, drink, I-, I drink man coffee. Well, okay, but you do know that I roast my own and I typically drink black coffee every morning. Well, that, that's that's very nice. That's very cute. I'm very proud of you. I'm sure your mother is. But, uh, what? Because I roast my own? That's the man's way to do it. Seriously. <laughs> the man's way to do it is to just wake up and your dog tired and you throw on a pot. <laughs> but see, and you just take it out the house. <laughs> I get some of that high quality, you know, uh, H2O or no, actually high quality coffee. You know, I roast it up. It's fantastic. Dude. Okay. So all kidding aside, yeah. actually, I, I have ground up coffee uh, before and there's nothing like it. It has an yeah. amazing freshness. When my wife and I got married in the Virgin Islands, I brought some coffee home. And, um, and this was, we didn't just get married. This was like going on 10 years. I brought some, some beans home from the Virgin Islands and ground them up and, and roasted them. And it's unlike anything in the world, but at yeah. five in the freaking morning, I don't have time for that. Well, <laughs> so. you know, you get up, you throw it in the grinder. Yeah. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. No, you know, but the thing is now they have those machines for the convenience factor where you roast your own coffee, you throw all the beans in there, you hit a button or even a timer nowadays. It's like an alarm clock. 5 a.m., boom, grinds the coffee, nope. roasts it right there for you. You don't even have to touch it. You set it the night before. Well, that's good for you. No, no, I that's hope good that for, you. for you. I don't, I don't, I'm manual. <laughs> <laughs> but no, It's good. But um, I tell you this, I man, just... the, the, the pumpkin spice thing. So here's the thing. Yeah. I, I just, I like pumpkin. 
I like spices because I cook yeah. with spices. Like that's my thing. And so we, yeah. we made it this where, you know, I make my own little espresso with the mocha pot and I melted the, well, you know, we got some white chocolate, but you can also get some dark. we got that local chocolate place here, you know, and white then you, uh, you put it in a little blender, add some uh, heavy grass fed cream and you can do milk if you want, like kind of half and half it. It's up to you. Grass fed cream. Oh man, it's so good. What? Well, okay. So it's, it's heavy cream milk, but it's from grass fed cows. Oh, wow. So it's, Okay. It's, good. it's good stuff. And then you add, you know, canned pumpkin, the spices. Blend you don't that grow your own up. pumpkin. Well, Brian, a friend of ours does. You don't. You pollute I your grass fed cream with canned <laughs> pumpkin. This is the good stuff, though. Okay. Uh, hey, I, I can't grow my own pumpkin. I don't have a yard for it. We got some uh, friends here. Actually, the the sheer terror's father. So would that be like father terror? Uh, yeah, we'll call him that. Father, maybe death. I don't know. But anyway, he grows his own prize winning pumpkins. You know, those big 50 pounders. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be grabbing some of that pumpkin and making some pumpkin spice mocha thingies on uh, October 27th. It's right. going to be a good day. Sounds like a plan. I'll be there. All right. Come on what over. If, what if I am? You'll be quite <laughs> frightened. I'll be like, Hey, pull up a couch. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, anyway, so thanks for being on, man. It's been a while yeah, since absolutely. we've had you on the show. Yes, it has. Episode two. Was it? two and three it was a a long time ago 86 now man 86 yeah that was a long time ago yes what's your superhero radio name we're gonna go with (laughs) i have one he knows i have one (laughs) he doesn't know what it is before i reveal it i'm gonna say a couple things first and foremost if if we're gonna go that route you're gonna have to go all in that's that's all i'm saying if you want to hear the story just be aware i'm expecting the red carpet with this one. Is this going to be like role play kind of stuff oh, here? This is, this, this, we're not going to get weird. You'll, you'll understand why I'm saying that. So okay, okay. Um, I actually do have a, a nickname of sorts, and it, it's one of those cool nicknames that you earn in life. You know, oh. you, someone says, hey, from now on, call me whatever. Yeah. That, that's, not, that's not how it rolls. So you have to earn it. And I, I sure as heck uh, earned an amazing nickname uh, that, that many people <laughs> wouldn't find amazing. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? I... I it is what it is. It actually had to do with the Virgin Islands. Okay. Uh, my wife and I got married and uh, we went to vi- visit the British Isles. And so we had to take one of those boats to to go out there. So this is going to be one of our uh, our honeymoon days, day trip to go out and uh, and visit. I, think, I want to say it was Virgin Gorda okay. and um, another place, but I'm not, I can't remember the name off the top of my head and all the list of boats and their names and everything and so we, we found the one that was going to work for us and we go to uh, talk to the register woman and um she is taking out all our information and then she goes uh okay name please not understanding that she meant my name i looked her dead seriously in the eye and told her the name of the boat which was <laughs> bad kitty <laughs> bad kitty and she looked at him she was like what and my <laughs> wife is dying behind me and she said your name i was like oh my name is not bad kitty and from <laughs> henceforth my wife and, and people at church and I've, I've been bad kitty bad kitty hello you kitty. know what hello kitty if if you are going to <laughs> if you're gonna have a nickname most people wouldn't shoot for one like that oh yeah but i earned it so i'll take because i'll be bad kitty so you're bad kitty i am bad kitty yeah and there's your roar That's too the one yep well you know maybe we'll just keep going uh, we'll, we'll roll with this for the entire show so 
Prepare yourself. <laughs> it's going it's to get intense. Me. <gasps> Speaking of intense, man, stress yes. and all kinds of junk. And I've been playing some basketball lately. Finally, like kind of back healed up. Foot's working fine. All that good stuff. Dude, we've been playing some intense ball. Do you play basketball at all? I do not play basketball. I am white and nerdy. I'm just awful. I'm awful. <laughs> uh, now, I can beat my son, but he is five. Do what you can do. That's true. Now, now, so far, I was getting out and doing things. Uh, I might ride my bike a little bit, but again, I'm riding a bike with a, that's for the two-year-old who sits in the bike seat <laughs> that's attached to my bike, which really makes me look awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, cruising with a, the baby seat. Jumps, some sweet jumps, you know, with your kid in the back off your bike? Sweet jumps? Yeah. No, oh. not yet. He would break his neck. So wait till he's like 10. Yeah. Then he'll be doing until then. He, he like, he runs around the backyard. He's doing yeah. the, the jungle gym thing and flipping around and he's got about 38 times as much energy as I do. Yeah, he, he runs me ragged, but that's what kids are supposed to do. So, uh, I mean, he has a little basketball goal in his room and he'll like dunk it. I'll try and explain to him, stand back and toss the, the ball through and he gets frustrated quick. Um, but uh, he doesn't have my bad kitty skills. That's true. Yeah. Mad bad kitty. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I, <laughs> you know, when they say, oh, if you get exercise, it's, it's good for your brain and everything. And I'm always like, yeah, you know, I don't ever feel that but when I play basketball. Oh, so I'm exhausted. I've been running hard lately. We've been playing half court, full court, going crazy. But, you know, going to get stronger. So I'll tell you, the, the closest thing that I've ever had to um, a, a regiment of sorts. Yeah. Uh, and I did this. This was probably two or three years ago. I really did the entire P90X course from start to finish. Nice. I don't know if you've ever done P90X or um, just a section of course. it. And I do know Tony. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, Tony Horton. Tony um, Horton. There we go. Yeah. Doc Horton. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's so good. And it's so good. And you're you're releasing those endorphins and you're you're having a ball with it and you're dripping with sweat. But man, it's 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 intense. The uh the first time I tried it, I made the mistake of trying to keep up with the people on the video and like to puke my guts out. <laughs> uh, for me, stress relief is I, I, I write to relieve stress. Nice. Uh, I write to relieve stress, and when I don't write, I get stressed. So it's kind of a yin and a yang thing. That's the way it is. That's kind of cool. But uh, it's, you've, it's, been, you've been saying, though, that you and I had this conversation, everybody, especially, you know, artists, I think, but we right. all go through this creative slump. It's what it is. It's normal. I haven't written yep. any, you know, or I guess composed music. I don't write lyrics. Yeah, I understand. But, you know, I were talking about how it's sometimes, you know, you just kind of get into that creative slump and then it gets even stressful to not write, but it gets stressful to write, too. Because you just, yeah, you're not absolutely. getting anywhere. Yeah. And it's a real physical thing. And I'll, I'll give you a, an example here. Me and my wife, who is a nurse, we charted this recently. When I don't write, my blood pressure is about 140 over 90. Wow. And w- when I do write, it drops to 118 over like 80 or 70. So wow. it's just, it's crazy, the, uh, the ebb and flow. But um, whether it's basketball or writing, you just got to do yeah. You know, if you if you don't do, you're going to get sucked into this pit, just sucks you in, takes all your energy and it becomes that much harder to dig yourself out of the pit. It's good. Kudos for you for hitting some b-ball. Well, um, I'm not quite. <laughs> kudos for you for writing. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. You know, you know like, like I'm going to be one of those annoying fans. Where's book six and seven? Oh, come on. Awful. I'm totally kidding. It's awful. <laughs> Dude, awful. So I'm still I'm still reading because you know how slow of a reader I am. Uh, I'm still reading enemy one, which is great. And by the way, I'm loving it. So. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, no I will be ready for for book six. But again, being a creative, I understand this takes time. And Read Enemy One a lot slower. Well, that's why I'm taking my time because I know there's nothing else to go to after this and I'm going to cry. If you hit about a word a day, you'll be just in time. 
I'll be like the okay that's yeah, man, that's all can, I got and, wow and meditate on that yeah, uh, yeah break it down no it, I it's, can't believe you killed off Remington that's horrible wait oh, it's no awful. wait oh it's I'm totally kidding I don't I don't know what's going on yet here's what I like about your book well I guess your book series so far you go there yeah you know oh, yeah. like every time you for example we like sci-fi you read sci-fi you watch sci-fi they get to the point where they're going to go there and then everything happy happens and you know end of episode credits roll everybody's laughing and smiling and rainbows and unicorns right and then i read your book and i'm like wow i didn't see that coming well that's that's <laughs> what life is and you know when yeah. I, I get a chance to talk to authors on occasion younger authors or authors who are just trying to get into into writing you know i'll express to them they'll struggle with like i don't know how to write myself out of this hole out of this corner or, or where to go next in the plot and i've always said that the thing that should happen next is what would happen next and i think life is just a prime example of that i mean mm-hmm. you can tell when a situation is going to go bad it can be like a train wreck in real life and you, you witness these bad things happen you almost can't believe what you're seeing and that's how writing should be if you're going to try and write realistically you want to make sure that you do go there and you do attack hard issues and and uh you know you you dust up your your heroes a little bit because you know we're all a little bit broken in one place or another uh, we're all damaged goods in some kind of way and and yeah. you know crap happens in life so bring bring it in bring that into the writing and it's real some people like it some people don't i don't watch game of thrones i've never seen one episode of game of thrones in my life but apparently people rant and rave about that in game of thrones because they're like you killed off or they killed off whatever and they you get a new character that you love and apparently they ax them yeah, uh, yeah. so uh yeah, yeah and that's that's the one thing i i'm glad you brought this up because you know obviously watched all the the dc shows still do but it's amazing like that's kind of the big joke now with all the dc shows somebody dies but not really everybody comes back yeah, somehow or that's it you know they kill off uh katie cassidy's character laurel and then it's like oh crap you know everybody's all mad and the fans are pissed off and oh well no don't worry you know we're still gonna bring her back she's just gonna be earth Two laurel evil Laurel, and you're just kind of like oh that's kind of a letdown yeah oh absolutely absolutely i don't like the fact that they killed him off but at the same time kill him off like let him go don't bring him back i don't want to i don't want to spoil anything but there was a a recent thing where someone died and there was absolutely no tension whatsoever because you knew this this is temporary (laughs) but i want to say what it is but i'm not going to say what it is (laughs) um but that's one of my peeves and i'll tell you another peeve you know what i have a list of three Three peeves about all, right. all these superhero movies. Okay, so that that's one. Yeah, um, but honestly, compared to these other two, that's the that's the minor. That's going to be number three. Oh, we'll do this like a countdown, oh, right? Boy. Okay, okay, we we're going to get yeah more intense. Okay. Bring it. So number two yep. is going to be the jumping. Everyone jumps like eighty times further than they should jump, and it looks like garbage. I think. Do you remember the old <laughs> Catwoman movie with uh, Halle Berry? Yeah, and I never saw it though. But yeah, I don't know if I saw it or not, but I've seen enough clips online. There's some clip apparently where she's supposed to be Catwoman and she's jumping all over creation and you can tell it's CGI. It's like it's awful. Like You'll have to watch it after this. <laughs> and I feel like people mocked that so much, but no one mocks any of these other movies where it's the same thing where these people, they jump and it's like a video game and they fly all yeah. over the place. And it's oh, that drives me nuts. See, but that's what um, I liked about Jessica Jones, because. 
it was kind of a joke. Like they made fun of it. So they're like, well, you can fly. Well, no, I can just jump really high and then fall really fast. You know? And I'm See, like, I think, awesome. I think they did it well yeah. in, on the, uh, the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah. I think they handled, uh, superhero powers really, really well and kept them all kind of grounded. I'll take, for example, wonder woman. I'm going to, I'm about to offer the most unpopular opinion on the internet. I thought wonder woman was average oh. because it hit, it hit all of my my top three. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. yeah. It hit the top two. Anyway. Um, so Wonder Woman jumped all over the place. She just jumped. Yeah. I wish she was jumping. And it just it didn't look realistic. And so I was out. But then the number one cardinal sin, every one of these movies ends with some battle where they punch each other through brick walls and yeah. no one is hurt. Then they hit them with a car. <laughs> You know, and and they're not hurt. And then they punch them through a steel wall, and they're not hurt. I'm waiting for one of them to pick up like Kentucky and just hit the other one with Kentucky, <laughs> the state, and everyone is fine. Like, how am I supposed to, you know, care about this if if you're just flying around? Superman did that. Yeah, I think it was Superman. Man and, of steel. There's like 40 minutes of people flying through brick walls and getting up, and they don't even have dust on them. And this this got me about Wonder Woman. See, you got me on a rant now, Brian. So. <laughs> She launches herself into a building, all right? And this building yeah. kind of like erupts into a, a cloud of dust and whatnot. And she steps out the cloud of dust, and she looks like she just came off the set of a Pantene commercial. <laughs> like her hair is flowing. Her, her uniform is spotless. I cannot suspend my disbelief that much. I think it was Smallville where as Clark's learning his powers, you know, he runs really, really fast. And he gets done and his clothes are shredded. Right. And it's like, thank you. That's exactly yes. what would happen, you know, or a yes. fireball comes at him and his clothes are gone, but he's fine. Right. That's the whole point. And so then they say, we got to make you some clothes that are actually going to withstand this kind of stuff. There was some yeah. other movie or, or TV show as well that did stuff like that. Like, like, for example, is Wonder Woman's outfit, which I'm assuming it is, I guess, or she probably wouldn't have worn it. Can it withstand that kind of stuff or would it have been shredded off? Of course, they can't show that in the movie, but still. It's always shiny. It's amazing technology. Yeah. You know, if, if she ever lacks for funding, just patent that sucker. That's true. You'd never have to wash your clothes again. Yeah, it's like Mithril. She could just patent Whatever. her her clothesline and just say, you know, hey, indestructible clothing like me. Here you go. Boom. And she's, Whatever, she's a billionaire. Uh, whatever shampoo she's wearing, totally. women, get it. Yeah. You will look like a model everywhere you go. You walk through a rainstorm looking like a model. It's just incredible how nothing touches it. Her outfit is spotless. Crazy. Amazon Pro V with the touch of the gods. <laughs> with the touch of the gods. I don't even know what Pro V means, like but we'll go with that. Like that. Yeah. Jessica Jones really did everything right. They I did. Think. I was, I was um, shocked, by the way. I just finished it finally. You finally finished it. Yeah. I know last time we talked, you hadn't finished it. And I told yeah. you, you know, you're going to love this thing when you finish. Yeah. What, what, what's so good about, about Jessica Jones is kind of what I didn't like about Wonder Woman. It's that she gets beat up. She gets exhausted. She gets yeah. ragged. You know, she gets her hands dirty and makes it through anyway. And a lot of it's unpleasant. A lot of it's uncomfortable. But, but that's a show where you can say they go there. They could not have cast a better Jessica Jones for that role. Um, and you know what? I, I liked Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman. There was nothing wrong with her or her performance. I actually liked the character of Wonder Woman. I just didn't like the setting that she had been placed in. And you're right about that with Jessica Jones. I mean, like, for example, she gets shot, right? Because she's not bulletproof. And you also think about like the Luke Cage scenario. 
and how right. he can get hurt. It's just a oh, very yeah. different type of like, I like that. And I like the fact that they were susceptible to kill Graven. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, weakness issues. And that's the one thing that I think superhero, whatever stories, let's call them stories should do. Right. Each person has mm-hmm. uh, an advantage over the next. And I appreciate yes. that. And that's the one thing you don't necessarily see in some of the DC ones is it's just like, they're both equally as good. And whoever, somehow bests the other with, you know, a, a giant tank or, you know, some spear or whatever. It's kind of like, I like to see somebody who has an advantage for whatever reason, right? Whatever that may be, by the way, <laughs> did you see gifted the gifted? Have you seen that yet? No, I have not seen that. Oh my I have gosh. not seen that. Okay. I won't give away any spoilers, but I will say that Stanley is in there, which I appreciate. Yes. This is the X-Men TV show kind of, uh, I mean the X-Men universe that is. So it's the, the mutants. It reminds me, and I'm really thankful for this personally because I loved the original first season of Heroes way back in the day, you know, 12 yes. years ago. It reminds so me good. of an X-Men version of Heroes so far. I've only seen the first episode and I was just blown away. The first season of Heroes was utterly fascinating. You oh. couldn't you couldn't wait to get to the next one. Yep. It's it's kind of amazing how quickly it dropped off. I mean, it it well, started out yeah. so strong and you loved every single one of these characters. You never knew what was going to happen. You never knew when someone was going to get the axe. No, I totally agree. Yeah. It was a fantastic show. You know, the problem with Heroes was season two was right during that huge writer strike back in 2005 yeah. or six or whenever that was. Well, that thing left a mark, huh? It destroyed the show and then fans got all pissed off and left and then they tried to come back and salvage it and they just didn't have the charm that they had in season one and the fans didn't care and everybody was critical yeah. at that point. So it was, it was too bad. It was, a, it was an unfortunate destruction. Although I didn't mind Heroes Reborn. I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't season one of Heroes, but... Um, I don't know whatever happened with that. It's like they had a few episodes. Boom. Didn't get renewed and they yep. keep canceling things like they canceled dark matter. Hello people. Stupid. <laughs> Stop canceling all the good, but Superstore's back. That's man. That's a fantastic show. They didn't cancel that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's one of those 20, you know, 20 minute laugh. Yeah. Kind of. I love those. So my wife and I binge watched the office recently. We'd never seen the office. Oh, really? Before. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious, yes. especially if, if you watch that and you watch Parks and Rec. And, yes. and I have a, a job in addition to being a writer. <laughs> I work for uh, government and emergency management. And man, <laughs> watch Parks and Rec and you will know what it's like to be a government. Totally. Official. Yep. Sarah works <laughs> for the city, you know, so it's like this. She's always just like, oh, my gosh, that is so true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Parks and oh, Rec was so great. True. Office was great. The Zoo, which I had watched, you know, the first two seasons. And I just got a notification that season three is on Netflix now. And I went, oh. I guess I should finish that at some point. You know, that show that disappeared weird. off of TV. It yeah. seemed like it disappeared pretty quick. I don't know what happened oh. to that show. That's why I didn't even know season three was out and all this. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was a Netflix picked it up and or so. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Well, it's amazing what Netflix is doing, huh? Um, yes. They're saving shows, to be honest. They really are. They really are. I'm concerned it's going to become one of those monopolies where they say, okay, you're paying, you know, $10, $15 a month. Now you're going to pay 100 Good. Okay, luck. so let, on that note, yep. on that note, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about Star Trek Discovery being on oh, CBS geez. Access? You know, we just talked about that last week, and I have a real problem with it. I do too. Yep. I think it's a terrible mistake, and Star Trek needs good things right now. Yep. You know, the world is all about memes now. And so someone posted a meme about the price is ridiculous, and they showed like single episodes of old Star Trek would run for like. 15 or $20 per episode, (laughs) you know, and and I get what they were trying to say. And they're right about that. But I still, why couldn't you work this out with Netflix? Netflix can work out 
everything. I you know. know why? Why couldn't you just make it easier? Because more so than the money, you don't want the hassle of another subscription, another exactly. thing to log into, another auto pay going out of your your bank account. Let's just keep it simple. And I think they're going to suffer with it. I don't think Star Trek fans love Star Trek today as much as they used to. And what what I think about is a convention that was a few years ago. Uh, and, and first of all, I'm not saying that Trekkies are no longer as passionate Trekkies. No, they're passionate about the old Star Treks, but they're not wild about the new ones. And they had a they had a convention and they had Trekkies. They interviewed them and got them to list all of their favorite Star Trek movies from start to finish. Galaxy Quest was written in and beat several of the new Star Trek movies. It was actually higher mm. on the list of fans' favorite. Galaxy Quest, which is amazing. I would agree. Okay. It's an outstanding movie, but you know, Star Trek has definitely gone in a different direction. I was excited to see that they were going to make uh, the Discovery, the new series, Discovery. I think the lead looks awesome. I'm excited about finding out her story. If I understand right, she's the second in command of this ship, or she's not She's not on the top Correct. captain yep. uh, as someone else. And so I, I thought that was a, a unique take. We've never seen that before. Yeah. It's always been about Kirk and Picard, you know, it's all about the captain. And so I thought like, all right, I can get into this. I want to see what, what, what she's made of and how they're going to approach her character. You know what? This is, this is something that I've, I've been wanting to talk about too. This kind of brings it up is the idea of expectations. So we were talking about like distress, you know, we have stress in life, but what we choose to do with those stresses either leads to distress, which is extremely unhealthy on us. Of course, can cause numerous problems physically and mentally, you know, or to just kind of let it go and have some peace about it and kind of move on, take that healthy response. But I got even deeper and realized that I, I think this comes down to expectations because if we, for example, by this age, I should be making this much money. I should have this house. I should be married. I should have whatever, right? You know, you name the list and I don't. So I must be a failure. Now, I'm just throwing out an example. Here's a funny one, right? Star Wars, Last Jedi. Okay. Who doesn't have an expectation for this movie? I mean, yeah, really, right. who's Ray related to who's snow? What's, what does Luke mean by the, you know, Joe, oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's got all of these expectations and these stories in their mind for what we want to see. And guess what? We're all going to be disappointed because it's yeah. one person made the story and the rest of us didn't. So it's kind of like we all have these expectations, you know, money expectations, life expectations. There's so many different things. We've done that because, you know, when I was hosting, Aero Squad, we heard from the fans when it comes to the superhero stuff, and especially when Miss Ice and I hosted Central City Underground, we talked about The Flash, and we didn't read the comics, but we're like, it's a TV show, it's CW, it's going to be fun, but the fans came in and said, it's nothing like the comics, and we're pissed off. Now, granted, they have done a lot more close to the comics than the other shows have. Jeff Johns is one of the writers of the show, and I, I find it extremely ironic and hilarious i mean really i laugh at this i think it's so funny some people are like wow you did this and that's not like the comics um dude the guy (laughs) that wrote the comics is writing the show it's his choice he can do whatever the frick he wants you know what i mean right yeah i think it's kind of funny but my point being is people have these expectations and then they're always disappointed we go into a movie we go in whatever that may be so i was thinking about that i think expectations actually lead us to more distress than anything else I completely agree, and I will give you a perfect example from a show that I was told was going to be awful, 
and that is Iron Fist, Marvel on Netflix. <laughs> so I had I'd never heard of Iron Fist. Again, I didn't do comic books when I was a kid. Um, I, I think I did Kool-Aid Man. I think I had some Kool-Aid Man comics. So and, and, and Kool-Aid Man comics were done by Marvel. So Marvel, you have, you have a bar that you have not met. When the Kool-Aid Man movie comes out, you know, I want to be all about that. Yeah. Uh, make, it, make it a Netflix original. Make it gritty. But uh, Iron Fist, if you read the – if you knew nothing about it, you only read what the internet said. The internet said this is awful. It's a disgrace. The characters are terrible. It's nothing like the comics. That's what you always hear. You know, I mean they – this movie in ev- – this whole uh, series in every single way. So I finally – because the Defenders were coming out, so I had to finish – uh, Luke Cage, and I had to. Uh, I stopped halfway through Luke Cage. Uh, I finished it off, and then I went to Iron Fist, and expecting nothing, and I loved the heck out of it. I love mm. Iron Fist. I thought it was. Uh, I every character I, I was fascinated with. They had one of the best villains that I have seen in Netflix, and uh, I am a super minority opinion on that. But I think one of the key differences is. I went into it expecting it to be awful and was pleasantly surprised, yeah. and I think that contributed to, you know, me really digging it because, like, you know what? I can actually watch this thing to the end, and I don't know what's coming, and I know I'm enjoying it, even though the internet says I'm not supposed to, and it just made it such a good experience. And I'll give you a foil to that: is every Avengers movie that was made because they were all. Oh, this is fantastic. Well, what an amazing thing. You know, us, all you ever heard was this is so, so amazing to see this spectacle of, of superheroes. At least that's what I gathered from the internet. And um, I'm always a little late to the party watching these things. I don't go to the theaters too often, so I'll get them when they come out on, on Redbox or on Netflix or something. And in the end, it's, it feels like at the end they fight a planet over New York City. Yeah. I know that's not the case, but it's like, really, this is what everyone's all excited about? It's not that the movie's were that bad, they're mindless entertainment, and we all need that in our lives. But the high expectations that I would get from the internet public at large, I would be expecting this thing that's going to change my worldview, and it didn't happen. And I was like, I think sometimes less is more. Sometimes that's the the way to go about things. The old X-Men movies uh, that came out, these are the ones like from 10 years or so back. Oh, yeah. Classics. My favorite character Colossus was my favorite. Oh, he was because awesome. you almost never saw him. Yeah. He came in. He had probably three minutes of screen time in the entire thing, but he came in. He did something cool, and then he was gone. And you're like, "Who is that?" Yeah. And you wanted to know more, and your mind filled in those blanks. And you know, every now and then he'd come in, and, and he'd have a couple more lines of dialogue in the next movie. And you're like, "I just want to know about Colossus." First of all, mastering expectations, I think, is tough. So from a from a receiving point of view, you know, I'm the receiver. I have expectations and what I receive either meets them or destroys them or exceeds them. Uh, but also from a delivery point of view, and it's funny, we brought up the pumpkin spice, you know, mocha, but the pumpkin spice latte, the PSL that Starbucks is doing and Oh my gosh, I got to tell you the first couple of years that that thing came out, I was like, this is really cool, you know, and then they've just turned it into this almost comical thing. Now I keep coming back to Starbucks as an example because I studied them a long time ago. I'm not a big fan of where they've gone recently, but at the same time, it's what it is. But their their coffee is good enough. It's not amazing. It doesn't suck. It's just good enough to keep people to come back and get more. And the thing is, is people expect that Starbucks is going to be consistent and good enough. And 
expectations met every single time. People that go in and say, well, this is going to be the best coffee in the world are going to be super disappointed, right? Because it's not. It's not what it is. Now, the coffee shop, on the other hand, that says, you know, we we craft hand roast our coffee. It's, you know, oh, my gosh, it's the best coffee in town. You go in and if you just happen to not like the roast they did that day, even though the coffee may be fantastic, your expectations aren't met because what's in your mind? It's the best coffee in town. That's exactly right. Delivering accurate expectations that are easily met. And then in our minds, those that are receiving those expectations, we just need to find a way to kind of say, you know what? Maybe we can have, like I said this about Wonder Woman all the time. I have high hopes for it, but I have low expectations. That's why I enjoyed it. So I'm doing the exact same thing for Justice League coming out. I have high hopes for it. I have low expectations. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I don't even care who Ray is related to anymore because right when that movie, (laughs) when Force Awakens came out, everyone was like, oh my gosh. And it was like explosions of heinousness. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to let them tell the story. I'm going to enjoy whatever they tell regardless. Yeah. And I'm going to be pleasantly surprised and it's going to be awesome. I'm trying to lower my expectations on things because my gosh, how many of us can really actually meet expectations on a regular basis? It's right. hard. Oh yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. It's very challenging. That's why I'm a Maxwell house guy. <laughs> just, just go to the store. That's the moral of the story. If you, if you are tired of any expectations, just switch to Maxwell house. There you go. You know Narrow what? Expectations again. I, Here's the thing, though. I don't expect other coffee shops to be as good as my freshly roasted coffee. But what I will expect is to go and enjoy the atmosphere and have fun. I will agree with you 100 percent there. Um, sometimes I will. There's a local coffee house here and um, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, and so I'll go there sometimes and just, you know, set up my laptop and write. And it's just the best thing in the world. So, uh, no, I, I get what you're saying there entirely. You know, OK, uh, so one one expectation though that I think has been met sure. very well. I'm going to do a shout out here. Everybody knows I play Guild Wars 2, love the game. So a couple of us have been in a guild, but, you know, a friend of mine created it. We've been in this little guild, but the one thing about that game is they encourage guilds to get active. So have a lot of members go and do these guild missions. There's all kinds of activities in the game that revolve around a guild. And if you don't have enough members, you can't really do anything. So finally, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to research guilds and see what there is and look around. And I, I found some really, really cool features and descriptions of this one guild was super impressed with and it was you know who they are what they do and everything but i I gotta tell you because in gaming i'm sure you've experienced this too gaming environments can be so toxic oh my goodness yeah you know exactly what i'm talking about and i only play single player games because of that and you know i played world of warcraft for a few years and uh, i played on a private server for the first few years and it was amazing and then i went to the main server and it was horrible and i just i was like i can't be here anymore in the chat consist a read in the chat consistently people saying came over from from wow and uh wow is so toxic and the people in guild wars are so respectful and nice but one of the things of this guild charter vanguard by the way it's awesome so if you play Guild Wars 2, join this guys. These guys are awesome. But anyway, they have these rules and they're pretty extensive rules saying, uh, you know, you need to be respectful. You need to treat each other fairly, help each other. You know, if somebody asks for it, no cussing, no, there's all kinds of things like don't do this. Don't do that kind of thing. We want, we want this to be a very friendly, a very respectful and a very uh, rewarding environment. And I thought, oh my gosh, how are they going <laughs> to, I mean, really, these are high expectations, right? I joined the guild. They've met them. It's amazing. Awesome. Something happens a couple times. 
done fixed like it's gone so i just wanted to shout out to those guys because i know uh talia one of the guild leaders uh thanks for listening to the real brian show by the way it's amazing. I'm very, very, very impressed by this. So it's it's, it's good to see that there are actually healthy environments in gaming still or in, in life. <laughs> there, there are. You just have to find. I think anyone you talk to who is going to be our age or I'll say my age, I'm in my mid 30s. You know, the world is not nearly as nice as it used to be. And I think social media has a lot to do with that because you no longer have to get to know somebody before you can spout off your opinion or tell yep. them off yep. or do anything, you can do it behind the power of your keyboard. And so just type out, you know, whatever you want as, as bitter or as cruel. And then you can, you know, walk away from the keyboard laughing about it. And, you know, how does that make the guy on the other end of the the screen who's getting that message? How does that make him feel? Well, you don't care because you never have to look at him. That's right. You know, and <laughs> so I, I think that that's really, you know, it's tough. It's a challenging world. Social media is not going anywhere. Sometimes I wish it would, but, um, <laughs> It's definitely something where you have to go and seek out people who are willing to be friendly. Straight up be friendly. That's what we're see. That's what we're doing here with the Ryan show too. It's like creating a community of people yeah. who are respectful to each other. And it's awesome. You know, and the thing is, is nobody's going to come to your house. You know, you're sitting behind your keyboard, blasting out all these things and, you know, ripping people down and all that. Nobody's coming over to your house unless it's that uh, episode of big bang theory. I don't remember what season it was, but this was, so they're all like, this guy's an idiot. You know, he's a troll. We got to go after him. And they went after him and they're thinking like, he's going to be some scrawny kid. And it turns out he's a giant kid. Yes. He beats them all up. Yes, I do. I did see that. And I loved it. Oh, it was just like, he he got what he was got though. It was good. Another shout out. This one's awesome. One of the podcasts I produce for also my physical therapist's podcast. It's called pain reframed episode 28. Dr. Beth Darnell. Wow. I was so impacted by this. And as I'm sitting there, you know, editing this, I'm going, oh my gosh, I need to just keep going back and listening to this. This is fantastic. This podcast is about pain, of course, and reframing your pain, understanding that yes, there are physical issues that cause pain, but there's also the mind and people don't ever take advantage of the mind. And because mind creates the brain creates pain. It's the warning signals. It's all that. It's all comes from the brain tells us we need to look out. There's danger whatever. But there's also something called chronic pain, which can actually be like the phantom limb syndrome. When you lose an arm, you feel like it's still there because your brain's trying to tell you it is. It's the same way with pain that you can have pain for a long time when there's actually no physical issue anymore, but it feels like there is. So it's very, very fascinating. And they talk about this all the time. They're always talking about solutions and they've got a lot of patients and people that are not doctors who are not PTs, basically that, that listen to the show because they're learning strategies. This one episode, they were talking about the psychology of pain and how if medical professionals treated the patient's psychology, i.e. that mental state when it comes to the pain, they could actually help patients to experience less pain and maybe even no pain balance between real physical issue and the brain aspect. They're asking, you know, can we actually lower our pain uh, in our bodies by just mastering our mind? And I can tell you personally, yes, I am a testimony to that. And this, this doctor is doing, she's got like some $9 million grant at Stanford that just happened to do uh, evidence-based research to prove that yes, we can help patients with pain by helping them to control their, their mind, their brain and, and things to manage that pain mentally. It's amazing because I know so many people, so many people all the time that are dealing with pain that have issues. Sometimes it's issues they've had for a long time. People have a lot of crap. We talked about this earlier, yeah. crap in life. There's, there's just stuff. There's physical issues. But hearing these people 
talk about ways to manage it mentally was just like, oh my gosh, this just, this gives me hope. A lot of it has to do with, with positivity in general too. Yes. And you know, you could have, and obviously I'm not talking about a disease necessarily, but you could have, you know, you could have injured yourself in some way and all you're focusing on, you're focusing on the negative pain and how much it hurts. And then, you know, you start having a good time with your friends and you're like, oh, I forgot I'm in pain. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's only your mind. It's only you choosing to not focus on that pain, but freeing yourself to focus on the, the world around you and, and how beautiful it is and how fun it can be with your friends and, and talking about things that have meaning. So yeah, yeah dude, I, I'm a hundred percent believe behind that. Yeah. And you know what too, there, I, I get it. There's, there's multiple issues, you know? So I, I just want to say if you, if you have pain, have had pain, uh, and you, or you know somebody who has it, listen to this episode. It's amazing. I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's just, it was one of those that I was as a, as a non PT, I was just sitting there going, Holy cow. I just learned a lot here. I'm so encouraged by this. So anyway, there we go. I just want to do a little shout out to that too. Awesome, man. Okay. So we got to sign off. I mean, this has been so much fun. We could just keep talking <laughs> for the next, you know, 24 hours, but, uh, can you talk about your secret government work with the NSA or the, uh, no, this book you're no. working on. Dang it. So I, oh. I know what he's talking. He's talking about a project <laughs> that I've been under NDA for, for a very long time. Uh, I cannot talk about it yet. I, I want to, it's incredible. No, it's not your fault. It's don't worry. Amazing. Yeah. But I can't, I can't do it. Their lawyers have a lot more money than me. <laughs> so I have to keep it under wraps, but it's coming. I can't it's wait coming. to hear about it. Coming next year. I can't wait to, to, for you to hear about it. I can't wait for someone to believe that I'm actually doing it. It's like someone who says like, oh, I've got the hottest girlfriend and you never see her. <laughs> and you show this yeah. like glamour shots picture and it's not even Manti, a real person. Menti Teo or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, Pretty it much the hottest girlfriend ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but she's, uh, she's not here now. Uh, yeah. She's in like, uh, you know, Europe with some of her friends. You've been working with this. I understand with the the, the legal and politics and yeah. business. And I understand this just takes but forever. It's but awesome. And I can't I, wait. It is moving along at the speed of government. So, <laughs> which after That's, watching Parks and Rec, it may never happen. It, this, this, this better happen. <laughs> Unless Leslie Nope gets out and does it herself. That's right. That's yes. exactly right. Oh my gosh. Hey, you know what we need to work on? What? Uh, I don't know. I, well, I, I was I was hoping you had. A you need idea. to work on using my uh, my superhero name more. That's what you need to work on. Oh, you mean uh, the, the bad kitty thing? Yeah, I have. There we go. Now we're talking. That's it. That is the funniest <laughs> and the most awesome name ever. Don't always get what you want, but sometimes it's the best you're going to get. <laughs> can I, can I just say, I, I, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. All right. So some of you may be offended by this and I, I just don't care because it's awesome. So you mean all the hello kitty stuff. Yeah. And every time I hear, you know, bad kitty, I'm, I'm just thinking of uh, hello kitty or soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur, you know, that kind of thing. But there was this hello kitty toilet paper that they made. Oh. You know, of course, it was Japanese and the Japanese, they tried to translate it into English, but they didn't do it correctly. Oh, man. What do we have? <laughs> so it said, your anus will smile at wiping time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think of that. Think about this late at night. <laughs> I had to say it. Though. I was just like, well, the first time I read that, I was just like, Wow. It's like the Swedish chainsaw that, you know, one of the warnings was do not use on genitals. <laughs> Who would do that? But I think it it's was a translation. Someone did it. Well, that's true. What was the, the Star Wars dub? Chinese bootleg prequel films. Oh, I never saw it. 
Oh, you, oh, you got to be kidding me. I have to send you this. I'm going to have to get the name of it for you. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I will. And you're going to watch it and you are going to crap your pants, laugh. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yes, please do. Please do. I, I love those things. It's good to have that kind of laughter. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Bad Kitty, Lee, Steven, <laughs> man, thanks for being on. It was fun. Absolutely. It was so much fun. When you uh, do have, you know, more of an announcement, we'll we'll get that on. I mean, it may be, like you said, the speed of government could be 2069, but it'll be a great year. Uh, <laughs> how about 2049? I'll be dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. We'll be all. Shoot. <laughs> okay, let's try to do it earlier than that. Maybe the party at the, party at the retirement home. That's right. Be like, hey, we finally got the approval. Should <laughs> oh, be so great. The kiddies will love it. They'll be like, what's this? That was something back from the 1900s. Oh, uh, apparently, in, in 2069, I have emphysema or something. Really? <laughs> hey. It's my old man voice. That's right. That's not how I sound in, in however many years. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's the greatest, greatest story ever told. <laughs> and then you get like, <laughs> like when they laugh and they just. End up I, I'm sorry if I've offended anyone out there with emphysema. I did not mean it. I I apologize. Well, what a woman still sucks. Oh, oh, well, hopefully nobody has it because oh, it does suck. No. Oh, oh, you know, I, I'm going to end on that. That's it. <laughs> you know, we were going to talk about diabetes and diabetes month, you know, and bring your friend on. But after that comment, you know, you can screw that one. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, Lee. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, dude. It was fun. It was so much fun. Thanks, man. And you know what the music means? It is time for us to, you know, head home. Head, wait, wait. What if you already are home? Head to the cave, the superhero lair. All right, so uh, we've just got so much coming up. It's going to be insane. Hopefully the Night Fox will get out of Vegas because sometimes, you know, it stays in Vegas, may get trapped in Vegas. I don't know. But thanks for listening. RealBrianShow.com. Go there. I'm Real Brian. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514MediaEmpire.com.